what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. I'm with the band. Music and interviews you're going to like. Hello, everyone, and welcome to I'm with the band here on the mesh.tv. Very glad to have you here with us. Uh, this is Alan Jackson filling in a little bit and uh, outside of my normal role as some of the hosts of the shows here on the mesh. I uh, get to the honor of getting to host uh, Foot Candle Films and some of our business shows. But today, you get to do something really fun, something I enjoy doing, getting to talk to some of the musicians we have visiting with us uh, here at the mesh studio. And we're going to hear some music in a little while. But let me first introduce who we're going to be talking to. We're very excited to have Holly Loretta with us here holly how are you doing good good so good it's so good to have you here we also have with us eric lavelle eric how are you i'm doing great good well listen we're gonna be talking a little bit about holly's cd actually a couple cds uh that we've got to talk about some great range of music and a little bit of the background there as well we'll jump right into that conversation in just a moment but before we do i do want to put out a special thank you to uh, one of our big sponsors right now that's helping make sure the mesh is happening and moving forward and getting and reaching your guys' ears just like we're doing right now. Uh, This Greater Hickory Kia Classic coming up October 13th through the 19th right here in lovely Western North Carolina, Conover, North Carolina, more specifically, at the Rock Barn Golf and Spa Country Club. Uh, It's a great PGA-level tournament happening October 13th through the 19th of 2014. Uh, We really want to say thank you for uh, being a part of the the mesh and helping sponsor us this year, and we just want to make sure everybody knows that this event, there's tickets available. You can get more information at www.greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. Really long web address, but just type it out just like it sounds. Greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. And, uh, you know, even if you're not a golfer, which I'm not, it's still a fun tournament to go out to and go check it out and see all the stuff going on there at Rock Barn. They put on a really good show. It's a lot of fun. So we do say thank you to Greater Hickory Kia Classic for being a sponsor of The Mesh and uh, helping us make and let us do what we do. So, Holly, yes, it's really good to see you. It's so we actually you. have yeah. known each other in the past, and uh, you know, I know a little bit about some of your musical background. Although most of my knowledge of you as a musician was probably when you were really young. I think maybe in a children's choir. So, of course, it's come a long way since then. <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking with you a little bit more. You've got a CD out, Holly Lorette, you know, self-titled uh, album there that we're going to hear some tracks from in a little bit and talk a little bit about. But you've also got another musical endeavor you do uh, with more of a children's flavor to it. Uh, Liz, Holly, and the Jolly Lollies, which I love the name, and my my kids are big fans of the names too. Thank you. So we'll talk a little bit about both of those, but let me just kind of start off in general. I mean, you've got some different diversity styles of music that I've listened to. What was it exactly that kind of brought you into music? I mean, if you could kind of think back, what... What were some of those early things, those early influences that really kind of set you on that path to say, you know, I really want to do something with music more than just, you know, singing in the children's choir (laughs) growing up as a kid? What what, what were some of those things? Um, Well, I guess I would say that just growing up in a musical family and hearing everybody in my family either sing Mm -hmm. and dance or play an instrument, I I knew music was a a big part of my soul Mm -hmm. and um I remember very clearly just being in the house and anytime my mom was doing anything, whether she was vacuuming or washing the dishes, um, she was singing. And um, that put me in, I think, the direction that I have chosen to go. Mm -hmm. And they also, my parents were clear on if you 
you, if you're going to be doing something for a living, you need to be enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved singing, so yeah. I knew that was kind of which way I needed to go. That's awesome. It's like a natural fit. <laughs> yeah, actually, everything kind of worked out together there. Now, this, this, this album that I've been listening to, uh, Holly Lorette, right. and listen to the tracks there. And Eric, you were the producer of this album as well, which very nicely mm-hmm. produced, by the way, too, I was going to say. There's some great tracks. And again, we'll hear some clips and hear you guys play a couple of those songs in a little bit. But talk me through the, the process of the production of this album. How, sure. how long did this take? Right. Kind of what was the kind of starting point for it? And, right. you know, just kind of how did it get started up? Well, all of the songs on the Holly Lorette album, I basically, I wrote over, over a varying period, period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they were pretty bare bones. And I brought all of those. Most of them, I just brought melodies and lyrics to mm-hmm. Eric. And I said, hey, Eric. I have these songs. What can we do with them? And yeah. then Eric and I sat down at that point, and um, he brought all of my songs really to life. And from the time that I sat down with him and introduced him to my songs to the to the finishing project, um, it was probably about a year and a half. Oh, okay. All right. So not too long, actually. You know, we, we've talked to some people that sometimes these projects just span a really long time but I mean, a year and a half that's not a not a too not bad too, of a project timeline there when you got other things going on right. you know yeah. and you have to tour and gig right. and support and sure. what have you and then we needed to um refine the material a little yeah. bit like she said she showed up to the party with lyrics and melody so we were like well what the heck we're gonna do now <laughs> right. that's the kind of vibe we're gonna put underneath this thing uh-huh. man. so all that takes a little development sure. our friend uh, we have a mutual friend jason atkins a really great keyboard player mm-hmm. who's actually responsible for introducing yes. us he is the reason um, why we are here. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Um, he was. He said, "Man, this girl's got a great voice, mm-hmm. and she's got some great ideas. And I think you're the guy. You know, I know you'll put your heart into it." So, she came uh, to the house, and we started talking about our songs, going through pre-production mm-hmm. ideas and the influences that she was listening to, and the things right. I was listening to. Sure. Uh, big T-Bone Burnett fan. Ah, nice. So yeah. I just said, "Man, I'm gonna try to T-Bone this thing as much as I can." Mm-hmm. And I can hear a little bit of that influence. Well, in there. thank Absolutely. you, man. I, yeah, was, sure. I was reaching for that. Yeah, good. Um, that whole Alison Krauss, Robert Plant record, yes, you know, absolutely. a big influence in my production or thought process mm-hmm. for Holly's right. material. Uh, but her voice was so reminiscent of something like from the 30s mm-hmm. that it just, to me, in the production value, it didn't need to uh, be overshadowed. Yeah. So if we kept it organic, featured the voice, featured the lyric, mm-hmm. I think that was the right approach now it's kind of up to everybody else to decide whether if that was the right approach or not but i i think we're pretty i think it worked it. for the songs and the voice that we've I got think it here so out well. absolutely <laughs> i do holly from a writing versus the actual performance of the songs how prolific a writer would you say you are are you one of those writers where you just got tons and tons of song ideas trying to pare it down is really tough or do you really hone in and focus on these are the ones I'm really just going with and I, I kind of know in my head these are the right ones right no I definitely if I don't have something to write about I'm not writing okay so if it's not something burning in my gotcha. soul that needs to come out right. I'm not generally writing about it so you're just not sitting there saying I need to be writing let me just find no, something right. to write it's exactly. really purposefully driven songs that's that you're exactly writing right. here that's mm-hmm. cool very nice yeah when it comes to writing versus performing and actually the recording of the songs, I mean, yeah, do you favor more of the writing process? Was the production more 
a labor for you or did, was that as enjoyable as the writing process? The production and um, that was a lot of fun. The whole mm-hmm. experience, because this was a first time experience for me and just right. being in the studio and working with Eric and Gigi and other musicians was just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was no pressure really. Okay. Um, because I, you know, have a day job where mm-hmm. I um, am working with children and I'm then sure. I have my own t- two children. Um, we just kind of went at our own pace. So mm-hmm. when we were able to get back together and work some more, we did. And there was no deadline. And it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, that's good. So, so a good relaxed environment. And I very think, you much know, so. Probably having the, the experience with the kids during the day, right. during the day job, right. maybe kind of help balance that a little bit, totally. too. I'm glad to come to the studio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, you put me in a room with kids yeah. all day. It's like, yeah, let me go anywhere. Right. Look, yeah. No, but on the flip side, probably maybe after uh, – yeah, I, I can imagine sometimes recording and producing, there can be frustrations. Maybe things aren't quite clicking every sure. single day. So oh, maybe yeah. getting to go hang out with the kids a little bit, kind of right. detox Balances your brain a little bit. Yeah, yeah I can see that. That's really cool. Keeps yeah. you grounded. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about the musicianship going on here on the album. Um, you know, how many different musicians did you typically have coming in to work on any of the tracks? Sure. I mean, is it... I'm going to let Eric take yeah. that. Well, um, I've got a group of guys that I would I would like to have a house band name for Mm -hmm. like uh, the Funk Brothers or the Wrecking Crew or something like that. I don't know what you would call us, but I use a lot of the same cats who are the guys that play in my band, um, which are Jason Atkins, keyboard player, uh, Rick Blackwell. He played upright bass. Um, Andrew Marcatus played drums and percussion. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife, Gigi Dover, uh, sang harmony Oh, okay, on the cool. material. Yeah. And then, of course, I played guitar as well as yeah. a handful of other strings. <laughs> Was it a pretty consistent set of musicians throughout yeah, most it's of the, the same, album? Yeah. yeah, it's the same cats throughout the whole album. And actually, it's the same people on the uh, on the children's record as well. Because mm-hmm. okay. those are my go-to guys. I know that I can use, call those guys. They'll come in, do the job mm-hmm. as quick as possible for the client. It'll be done professionally because they're all full-time musicians. This is what they do with their life. So. Yeah. I'm fortunate to have them at at the ready. Yeah, and they're good cats too. You know, they're all right people, so that makes a big difference. Speaking of the uh, the Funk Brothers, and just because I'm a film buff, so have you seen the documentary Standing in the Shadows oh, of Motown? Oh, I have not. <laughs> have you God, seen the, the Wrecking Crew documentary? <laughs> wrecking, no. Yeah, uh, it's a not to get off subject here. No, but it's a fine. documentary. We're about, all about off subject here, so it's fine. <laughs> it's a documentary about the um, the session players in the '60s in yeah. California. Uh-huh. So they they were the Beach Boys. Oh, you know, wow. they did uh, these boots were made for walking. Uh-huh. Uh, Nancy Sinatra. They did all nice. the theme for Mash and all this kind of stuff. And it's uh, lineman for the county. What's that guy's uh, guitar player? Well, I can't think of his name. Yeah. You know, who, He'll come back line, to you. Yeah. Who wrote lineman for the county? Come on, somebody. Uh, I don't know. Nobody in the studio audience is able to answer that one. Well, you stumped us. All right. Well, anyway, uh, he's a great guitar player. Glenn Campbell. Boom. Oh, there yeah, okay. Yeah. Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Great guitar player. Yeah. He was cool. one of the guys in the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. And uh, K uh, Cass, you know, that bass line and these boots were made for walking. Yeah, right. That's her. That's her. On that, uh, yeah. All that nice. stuff on the Beach Boys, that's them. That documentary is really great, man. Cool. See, we worked in a film recommendation. We're not <laughs> even on the film show, so what do you know? Aww. That's really great. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break and let you guys play one of your songs here. Um, awesome. And uh, which song are you guys can play first? Um, I think Two Fates. Play Two Fates? Whatever right. the yeah. boss says. So that's 
one of my two favorites on the album. So you guys can surprise me what the second one's going to be in a little bit later. Uh, So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with Two Fates, and we'll keep our conversation going. And uh, you're listening to I'm With The Band here with uh, Holly Lorette and Eric Lavelle. And we'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you. Thanks so much. of two one never knew how similar they could be born of two different times their lives before them vastly Welcome back. We're sitting here again with Holly and Eric. We just heard the song Two Fates, which uh, honestly, and I'm not just saying this because this is one of the songs you guys picked out, but really, as I'm listening to this, even my two boys are listening in the car, and that second song on the album was really the one that we kind of just, I don't know, we just gravitated to a little bit more. Um, so uh, tell me a little bit about this song because I really enjoyed it and enjoyed hearing you guys perform it there. Kind of just uh, talk me through the, the writing of the song, kind sure. of some of the inspirations there and all. Right. Well, um, it's actually ended up being one of my favorite songs as well. That's why we're doing it. Um, it's actually rather a dark song, though. Mm-hmm. Um, my father passed away, I guess, mm-hmm. um, it was in 1999. Right. And, um, 
you know, it was very tragic, obviously, and sudden and sad and took a lot of healing after that yeah. for m- my whole family and my mother included. Sure. Um, you know, they'd been married to- and together for a long time. Yeah. So anyway, a few years later, she remarried mm-hmm. and um, great guy. Randy was an amazing saxophone player. We were just talking about him. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So Out another musician. Yeah, another musician. The Apparently there. there's a theme. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Mama's got a theme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But um, a few years into their marriage, um, Randy had cancer. And mm. anyway, he died as well. Okay. Kind of depressing. Sure. <laughs> but so that story, um, well, I call it a story, but that song is, is based on um, mm. just the tragedy of uh, both of their yeah. passings. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, it definitely the emotion came across. I know it's a, a tender subject, but uh, thanks for bringing the song to us. Sure. That came out of that, it, I think. Yeah. That's why it connects is because yeah. it is such a deep felt thing. You right. know, it's, it's, music is emotion. Well, it's very obvious when you've got artists that can communicate the emotion through a song as right. opposed to it just being a process. Right. I think yes. And every time I sing here. that song, it's very cathartic. I mean, yeah. I just, I love singing it. It feels good. It right. feels like it's getting it out and more and more. That's good. So. That's good. Um, Live performing, you got you you a big fan of recording, or you you prefer to be more in the studio? Um, I hmm, that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. The studio is so um, it's it's nice, but then you have Eric going, "Do it again." <laughs> you can do better yeah, than that. You got to try that one more time. Get back in there. Yeah, <laughs> at least live, you're not doing it again. Even if you do mess up, you can't do anything about it. It's gone. Right. But the nerves might be a little more live than okay. versus the studio. Sure, sure. Um, all right, so let me ask you. I hope this isn't going to be an embarrassing question. But I just got to <laughs> ask. Um, people typically ask about influences and some of the artists that maybe influenced you. I want to know, though, if if I was to take a look at any of the music you've got on, you know, whether it's a phone or whatever you listen to, mm-hmm. Is there some musical influence or some uh, style of music you're a big fan of that people would not expect at all? <laughs> Maybe your guilty pleasure. <laughs> you got any? I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think really? I'm pretty standard. Pretty standard in your yeah, listening style. Pretty standard. Nothing too far out there. Nothing so. too far out. No, yeah. most of my stuff is somewhat slow, dark, and depressing. (laughs) Do you have have a couple artists in particular that really maybe you were listening to a little bit more while you were writing the song? You know, I love Jenny Lewis. Um, I think um, I like her style because Mm. it's a little quirky Mm -hmm. um, and um, yet pretty amazing. So, um, yeah. And Nico Case, I think they're a little off the mark, but really good. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. I've been, I was listening to Nico's latest album just the last couple months here, nice. so it's good. Yeah. It's very nice. See, I always ask that question because I'm embarrassed on my own self whenever Olivia Newton-John pops sure. up on my <laughs> uh, on my playlist or something like that. I got to kind yeah. of watch the uh, feel better about it. So. Right. No, Eric, come on, help me out. Oh, Is there dude, anything like embarrassing? The are you oh, really? Oh, are you oh that's me? a good I one. I love that stuff. Nice. Man. Plus, okay. they are badass musicians. Yeah. Man. They're ridiculous. Now, I do have a little bit of an issue with... Uh, to kneel these days because I believe they're divorcing. Are they really? Yeah, and no. he, the captain's sick. No, is that really? Yeah, and the studio after audience is confirming years, that. Yes, they yeah, are breaking up. All off. these years, man, you know, it's kind of man. But a, so I've had to retire my captain and Tennille T-shirt. Yeah. I actually remember seeing them on the Muppet Show as a kid. That was one of my early memories. There, oh, yeah. so and the Alice heard. Cooper version on the Muppet Show, man. Oh uh, yes, uh, big Muppet Show fan. Yeah, me too. Good deal. Um, what about other? What about Eric? For you on the production side, you know, when you're working with Holly and you're kind of recording the songs again, were there any other influences going on, or the things that you mentioned, T Bone Burnett, and oh, kind of having that as a little bit of a feel? Anything else there that kind of helped influence the production of the album? Um, 
Well, you know, basically it's based around the songs and the um, the vibe that's happening. Right. Uh, I listen to a lot of this a band called Tenarwin okay. from Africa, hmm. and it's kind of um, it's hard to say. It's real droney and kind of bluesy at the same time, but they right. it's none of it's in English, so it's real. Mm-hmm. And there's some. Yeah. <laughs> kind of nice. sounding things yep. in there too, right. but the rhythm. You didn't weave any of those into Holly's album, though. <laughs> no, I didn't. But that stuff shows up on the Gigi stuff <laughs> right. for sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, but all that sort of world, yeah, music is mm-hmm. a big influence for me. Okay. As Very well cool. as, like I said, the T Bone Burnett and some other uh, American producers. Uh, you know, I, you can take the kid out of the metal, but you ta- can't take the metal out of the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I come from that world a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, that's why I like one song has backwards guitars on it and stuff mm. like that. Oh, I which think the Change which... of Season song has yeah. a lot of the more world worldly thing to it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. So that's where I'm pulling some of my cool. my sounds and thought process from. Now, Holly and Eric, too, because I know you helped produce this other album as well. Mm-hmm. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you kind of have a another musical avenue where you were right. with, uh, dealing with kids songs and right. uh, kind of a children's children's album Liz Holly and the Jolly Lollies tell me That's a little right. bit about how did that come about was that happening about the same time as the other album or were there what right. was the sequence there well you know oddly enough I had the songs for Liz Holly and the Jolly Lollies written before I had most of the songs for the Holly Lorette album written okay. um, but it wasn't coming to life quite mm-hmm, yet mm-hmm. and I my day job is working with children musically, so I'm okay. the music teacher in lots of preschools. Right. And my good friend and musician uh, Liz Seegers is does the same thing that I do. We mm-hmm. both also teach for music together. Um, so she and I just got together and said, you know, we need to get these songs recorded, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, we need to start a band. And what should we name it? <laughs> yeah, and that's where the Jolly Lollies. It's really cool. It works really well, and. Uh, I noticed, you know, some of the background vocals sound like you had some kids singing in some of the songs. Yes, that's too. Those? Cole and Charlie, okay. my, my children. Your two boys. I was going right. to ask. Actually, Charlie's my girl, but yes. Oh, okay. Sorry yeah, about I that. know. <laughs> no, it's fine. Cool. Um, but yes, those are my children. You can't oh, do a children's nice. record without having some kids. I was going to yeah, say, exactly. if you, and especially if you have your own kid, that's a pre-made band, right now, there. That honestly go. was one one of the most fun moments. I think mm, being in yeah. the studio with my kids and yeah. having them be a part of that and. Um, I mean, I'm so proud of them that they're on there, but I, their their faces light up when they when they hear themselves yeah. on the album, and that's, that's just a, really cool. Plus, that's, that's that thing you get to keep forever. Yeah, you know, they'll never forget their that. moment, that's right. their yeah. age, and that time. Yeah. That's right. And that's another memory that you know Holly is a mom, and they her kids will carry on. Man, I, yeah. to me, that's cool. what it's all about. No, I think that's I think that's great. So I was curious if those are going to be your kids when I heard the yep. the voices on a couple Certainly. of the songs there. The storm song. God tell you. Yeah, uh, I, I get a little terrified of storms sometimes. So that song kind of did a number on me for did a little it? bit. I'll be yeah. honest with you, yeah. but uh, but my kids did love it because yeah. they just thought it was cool and a little on the a little on the creepy side from right. the kids too. Totally, man. With the well, we you know our fun. our hope for that is because we understand that children and Liz wrote that. Yeah. Um, but the idea is to um to lessen that fear. Yeah. You know, make it more um, reachable mm-hmm. and and. And more fun. Yeah. So when I really think, I mean, obviously there's a good theme running through all the songs, just about, you know, a little bit of self-confidence, making it right. through tough days. The right. second song in particular, 
you know, it's just a really good message. And you know, we all have bad days and kind right. of what do you do to get through them? And right. I think I mean, kind of messages like that, kids, you can't be too young to start hearing those messages a right. little more often. So very good. Thanks for Thank putting you. that out. Because Thanks. I think uh, we all need to stop definitely. and count to 10 sometimes. There you go. Or make some silly <laughs> noises. <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is. That's right. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Mm. You guys still planning on doing some stuff together? Or is that kind of Certainly. Just, yeah? Yes. We are. Um, booked, what, September something? Yes, we have September 16th, we are um, at Charlotte Country Day School for um, a back-to-school party, and Uh then we're doing a backyard party um, in Charlotte um, the following weekend, so we're definitely out there. We just finished a gig at Imagine On, which is the children's Mm -hmm. theater and library combined Mm -hmm. over the summer, which was a lot of fun, and um, we're hoping to do more things like that. That's very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I will say, before we get back to the other album, just yep. the jollylollies.com That's is kind right. of where you go yep, website-wise. the jollylollies. And I assume they can check out uh, where you guys are going to be performing upcoming. They definitely can. All that as well. All and information. Yes, and we're also too. on Facebook. You can yeah. like Liz Holly and the Jolly Lollies on Liz Facebook. Liz Holly and the Jolly Lollies. <laughs> but the jollylollies.com is the website to go to there. Yes. And it's a great six-song album, great for kids. I mean, we've had a lot of fun listening to it in the house. So uh, very cool there. Now, I know in a little bit, we're gonna you're gonna sing another song and right. i think you told me early on that it may be gin mill days is that correct that's right awesome so tell me a little bit about that song because Certainly. that one i'm um, uh we also had a lot of fun listening to that one around here too so tell me that the, the is background another on one that. of my favorites yeah? okay <laughs> well um so jeff martin is a wonderful guitarist um that i sing and play with in mm-hmm. charlotte as well and he and i were in a, a band together for a little while and he and I have co-written a few songs together and Jeff emailed me one day and said, you know, he sent me the melody. He said, I I have this melody worked out. I think it's a really great melody. And I was out last night at a bar and I heard Mm -hmm. these two lines. And the one, the first line was, I woke up on the wrong side of the glass this Mm -hmm. morning. Mm -hmm. And he said, and then the second line was, I woke up on the right side of the casket. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'm thinking you could do something fun with that. And that is where Gin Mill Days came from. That is awesome. Again, it's a fun song. So we'll we'll hear you guys play it here in just a little bit as well. But uh, it was uh, it was fun to have that on there. So you've got these two projects that you've been working on. You've got these two uh, CDs out there. Are there other side projects, things you're dabbling in, or is it really you've kind of got your focus in these two areas right now? These are definitely my main focus. Okay. Yeah. So other you, than motherhood, well, marriage. Because, you know, working. that doesn't take any time at all, right? So. <laughs> two kids, two yeah. bands, and marriage. <laughs> I was going to say, you got a full <laughs> play there, it sounds like pretty yeah. good. So, yeah. uh, how often do you try to, try to perform and, and go out and play places? I mean, I know you got. Sure. The performing is definitely a balance, but. Um, you know, a couple times a month for each would, yeah. is probably where I try to cap it off. Okay, good deal. Um, the Blue Bubble Studios in Charlotte is where you That's guys right. recorded those. Is, Eric, Eric's is that your studio? studio. It's my place. That's yeah. very cool. Nice name to it as well. So, well, thanks, man. Are there some other uh, musical acts you guys are really into right now? Maybe some other local people bands that people ought to be checking out, or Eric, any well, Eric. you can refer to? Well, I um I produce a handful of different artists. Sure. Um, you know, obviously, I mentioned earlier, my wife is Gigi Dover, um, so of course I'd be amiss. With, you gotta I mention gotta her. Mention that, yeah, right? I mean, you that's, know, that's, so that you know, that's one of the biggest and best there. acts. <laughs> going on. Um, but there's a guy named Chuck Johnson that I've produced a couple records for. He's mm-hmm. real good, kind of a Southern Gothic singer songwriter okay. guy. Uh, Doug Thompson, mm-hmm. another kind of uh, Towns Van Zant right. singer songwriter guy. Okay. 
a band called Analog Days, kind of just a hmm. straight up hard rocking nice. rock band. These are all projects that I've been involved in here recently. Uh, Robert Johnson and Pam Taylor, kind mm-hmm. of a blues act. Nice. So you got see. a lot of you got a lot of a lot of acts going on there. Yeah, so there, nice. there's That's probably cool. about a half a dozen projects mm-hmm. in the studio right now, and um, Very cool. It's really gotten busy the past year and a half. I ended up building a facility, uh, and since we moved everything out into the building, mm-hmm. it's just been nonstop. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunately, you know, I'm suffering from the cobbler's children have no shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Gigi and I haven't had the opportunity to really finish or even start to demo a new record for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, it's because I've been so busy in the studio. Well, it's a good so, problem to have most right. of the time there as well. So, yeah. I, I did want to ask you guys a little bit, and this is just this is more of a personal interest of mine. I'm curious with you guys having gone through the process, and Holly especially. I mean, you you've entered the kind of the music business with these two CDs. You've kind of gotten a little more acclimated to it. You're doing some performing. The music business in general, from your perspective, Holly, of how you getting into it now. I'm always curious to see musicians, how they feel the, mu- the music business is evolving. Is it making it easier or harder for independent acts to kind of get some notice, to be able to do the kind of albums they want to do? Because, you know, traditionally the music business has been very, you know, it's big studios, it's big, yeah. big labels, and that's kind of where you need to go. Sure. Holly, from your perspective, just getting into this, has this been a, a more challenging exercise than maybe you expected when you got into it or, or has it been a well, lot more freedom? I think, than you, you know, thought? when you go into it with no expectations, mm-hmm. um, it's a, a good place to come from. And right. I, I really don't know what I should be expecting. So everything's, it's been really nice so far. Sure. And I right. think that, um, because there is so much media out there, um, things have felt pretty reachable. Mm-hmm. And just like Mary Margaret reaching out via Facebook, had yeah. had face not, Facebook not existed, I wouldn't be sitting here with you because sure. she wouldn't have known about what was going on in my life as far as music goes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I've found that it's um, it's been a pretty, on one hand, easy place to navigate. Okay. Um, but um, I also... It, am going about it in, at an easy rate. Sure. I don't feel a hot need to, you know, get anywhere fast. You're not trying to book a big 26 right. city tour right exactly. away and, or, right. or put it's out another album as quickly as possible. It's just evolving at its own rate. Yeah. Um, well, with that too, do you think you mentioned social media and the use of Facebook? I mean, has that really been a good tool for you to kind it of connect has. with some of your fans? And it people has. Listening? It's been a great tool. Yeah. Certainly. Mm-hmm. I I've had n- numerous people reach out and say, wow, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Great job. And certainly there's no way they would know I'm doing this otherwise. Yeah. That's really good. Well, Eric, from your perspective too, just you've, you've probably got a little more perspective on it. Having worked with some of the acts yeah. there again, the music and business, is it harder, easier? Where are we these days? Well, I'm a lifer. Yeah. So I, this is all I've ever done. Sure. Um, so I have to word, I have to be careful of how I say this. No, I understand. In my personal opinion, I think the music business is circling the drain. Really? Um, uh, it's good for independent artists because yeah. you can do these sort of things. I come from mm-hmm. a tape machine world when right. you had to have a giant room with a big console and two inch taped mm-hmm. and you had to have a lot of money to go make a record. Sure. Now you can do a record like this in someone's house, mm-hmm. you know, with very limited gear. So that aspect of it, I think is fantastic. It's helped my business. It's enabled me to be a full-time producer and engineer. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is I think that it waters it down yeah. because because of technology, you can make a bad band sound good. And so sure. 
That's certainly not what you did with me, though. Well, I used used top-rate players. That's why I did that. Uh, All he had to do was just hit the record button and let it go. That's right. Um, But I think because of all the advancement in technology, as wonderful it is, as well as all the social media and stuff, Mm -hmm. for everything that's positive about it, it, there's also a negative. Isn't that the way the world works anyway? So I think it's a little harder because there's so much and everything is so accessible. It's all getting kind of watered down. And mediocrity is being looked at with a, oh, hey, that's pretty good. Well, it's mm. only pretty good because everything else was so crappy. True. Remember yeah. in 1970-something, Stevie Wonder and Steely Dan were pop acts. Mm-hmm. Right. Know? Yeah. It's Katy Perry now. You know, what? what's really interesting is I talked to a lot of independent musicians. It echoes a little bit what you're saying is that I would be more concerned if I was a big music label with a big act because I think those are the ones that are suffering right now. That thing is, that's done. I think, you know, probably where you guys are with trying to put out some independent albums and attracting a very focused audience and really connecting with them the way you do. I, I, it seems like to me, that's really going to be a lot more the way we're going to experience music going forward. Fully agree. That direct connection. The fact that we can actually chat on Facebook with the artist himself and say, Hey, loved your album. It was great. You know, you could never do that before. Right. But I also think that's going to make it harder for those bigger acts who are, who've been used to the big stadiums and the big record sales. Yeah. It's just going to be really tough. Well, for and them, speaking so. of record sales, the whole technology thing has been a, another part of the demise mm-hmm. in this is people don't really pay for music anymore. True. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything's so free out there. And people, I mean, kids don't buy CDs. They just buy a single song or yeah. something. Or even worse than that, they just... Download it and right and get it for yeah, free, which for again for independent artists that makes it that much more difficult for yeah. us to actually make a living. You know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, you could travel around and sell you know a thousand, ten thousand CDs, and your band would actually make a good living and mm-hmm. be able to do something. But now, if you sell ten thousand CDs, man, psh, you've been busting your hump yeah. because people can go out and buy it. And most of the fans who are buying it are only buying it because they they're your fans, your friends, and they mm-hmm. want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, yes, the fact that you can Facebook, the fact that you can make a record like this, the fact that you can reach people far away, like this podcast right mm-hmm. here is going to reach way more people than we would have ever been able to do before. Sure. Yeah, I've I think we it. have I think we have three three listeners. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember doing a, a radio show. We hear from all three of them all the time. Thank you so a, much for listening. I did a radio <laughs> show in Tennessee, and then we were on the road, and we were in Ohio two nights later, yeah. and somebody was like, man, I heard y'all on that radio station in Tennessee, and mm-hmm. I came out to see you. So technology has allowed those sort of things, which is beautiful. Well, that's kind of our take on it, too, is we think uh, – there's a lot of different ways to reach people nowadays. And uh, yes, the downside is you may have way too many sources of media and entertainment, but at least you can find exactly what it is. That yes, absolutely. The most, a lot absolutely. easier than you probably could so I, I think it's a pretty, yeah. pretty give and take sort of situation, you know? Well, another thing too, Holly, the, uh, what we've seen, the real evolution, you mentioned a couple of times too, about some house concerts, you know, a right. little more intimate settings and all sure. that. How, you know, how do you feel about those? I mean, have those been pretty I good for you great. and your, your outlets there? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, because you have um, you have the audience that wants you to be there, right. and um, then they're they just listening. gather there. Yeah, they're listening, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So you're not, <laughs> not trying to pick somebody they're not up. At some yep. bar, or a right? Shot. They don't uh-huh. have exactly um, other motives. Um, yeah, so it's a captive audience, mm-hmm. and um, and they're willing to pay you to be there that's so, really cool we've seen just a, a real thing. surgence in all the bands we've talked to just saying 
Yeah, house concerts are great mm-hmm. because yeah, you know, it's just such a captive audience and a little more intimate. And you can have that dialogue with them in right. between songs. Right. And you get fed well. Well, there's that too. <laughs> Especially I know some of the guys uh, you guys told me you're doing some house concerts with, they, they do feed pretty well. So <laughs> you guys are in a good shape on that. So we're going to let you guys play uh, Gin Mill Days here in just a second. But before great. we do, tell me, uh, where can people get more information about the Holly Lorette album and buy it. I know we're going to put links for the iTunes uh, links for it for people to Wonderful. buy it, but where can the web, what's the website sure, for it's Holly Lorette.com. Okay. That's L O R E T T E. That's right. uh, com on that. So they can find out more information about your touring schedule or where right. you're going to be on that as well. Any uh, upcoming events, things you guys want to really make sure people know about happening soon? Yes, I do have my CD release party for Holly Lorette coming up on Sunday, October 12th. Okay, um, great. Yeah, cool. at the Evening Muse in Charlotte, and oh, that nice. will be at 730 that Very evening. cool. So will people, if they're interested in maybe attending that, just go to the website and see more you about it to, or just show up? Yes, or? you can go to the Evening Muse website. You can go to my website. All information is on both, um, or you can just show up at yeah. the Evening Muse. Cool. It's, it's definitely going to sell out nice I mean, of course it is that's what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) you darn right he's gonna sell out (laughs) anything else going on you guys want to make sure people know about uh Happening um, soon? Anything? I, I'm good in the. That I'm playing at Rufus's house next weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, old Rufus. Up we know Rufus. Yeah. Rufus has uh, brought a couple people to our attention last year, oh, yeah, so man. so good guy there. So, well, how about let's uh, let's play Gin Mill Days, Great. and then uh, maybe we'll try to see about wrapping it up. Thanks. Does that sound good? Great. All right, awesome, let's go ahead man. and uh, get that started here in just a second. Then right. you, again, you've been listening to I'm with the Band here on the Mesh TV. Holly Lorette and producer Eric Lavelle with their latest album, Holly Lorette. Some may say the 
right side of the casket this morning. Welcome back to I'm with the band here on the mesh.tv. You just heard uh, some more music from Holly Lorette and producer and performer uh, Eric Lavelle on that. Great stuff again, guys. Thank you so much for coming by the studio today and talking with us. Again, the the, the CD release party for Holly Lorette is on October, what was the date again? 12th. October 12th at the Evening News in Charlotte. The Evening Muse. Evening Muse, that's right. right. And uh, just go to the website for Holly Lorette or for the Evening Muse and get some more information there. Or just show up that night if you know where the place is and you're available that evening. In or around Charlotte, I'm sure uh, the more the merrier. You exactly. gotta get there early because it's gonna sell out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be the line. You gotta work through the bouncer and all that, you know. So mm-hmm. now it'll be. Uh, it sounds like it'll be a fun evening. Definitely. So we're, we're looking forward to that. It. And again, HollyLorette.com is where you can go and just find out more about Holly. Uh, obviously, links to be able to get the album and see if there's anywhere that she's performing uh, upcoming that you can tap into there. Uh, Eric, anything you want to plug? Anything else you got going on there? Well, I have lots of things going on, but I will just go Gigi Dover, Gigi Dover. <laughs> People, I assume, do some searching there and kind of find out some oh, of the yeah, other music Gigi you're Dover. into. Com, yes. Gigi Dover, and of course, Eric Lavelle, find out what's going on at uh, Blue Bubble Studios some more there in Charlotte as well. A lot of good stuff happening. So. I, would, I would like to say that... Uh, Thank y'all for having us and sure. doing this. This whole, oh, yeah. this, what you guys are doing is what helps make it possible for people yeah. like Holly sure. and myself to well, no. survive and to do and to get the word out there. So, you know, like we were talking about earlier in our conversation about technology, thank y'all oh, sure. for taking advantage of this technology yeah, and helping people like ourselves. We have fun doing it. And honestly, I've built my own personal music library just listening mm-hmm. to more of the music of people we brought in so to talk to. So it's really it's really been great. And I'll be remiss if I didn't mention again the Jolly Lollies. If yes. you've got, uh, you want to have some stuff that the whole family can listen to, especially geared to kids, some great music there as well. Thank so you. just a lot of different options to check out. So we're going to go and close out this episode of I'm With The Band. Holly, Eric, thanks so much for coming out. Thank you so much. And we'll look much. forward to seeing you guys again in the future. Certainly. Right on. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. And again, thank you to the Greater Hickory Kia Classic for being a sponsor of The Mesh leading up to their tournament October 13th through the 19th. Uh, for more information or for information, uh, getting tickets, you can go to greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. Again, that's October 13th through the 19th in beautiful Western North Carolina, Conover, uh, the town of Conover puts on a good show with that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you all next time. Take care. Yeah, Eric, let's go ahead and play one more. That sounds great. All right. You want to do Lord, I See the Rain? That sounds like the one I would have chosen. Awesome. Here we go.
Listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.